Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. All right, I've been talking about doing this for a long time, and I've finally wrangled to Gen Z. <laughs> it's Alexa? Yes, Alexa. And Brett, of course, Brett, people know you. Yeah, what's going on? Because I've been talking about you for about, God, it's 11 months now? It has been 11 months. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people fascinated with Gen Z. And when I mentioned that to you guys, you kind of cringed at Gen Z. Why is that? I think it's just the label. You know, I think Gen Z is just like kind of a cringy term in general. <laughs> what What about it makes you cringe? Is it just like you don't want anybody labeling the whole generation? Yeah, because I feel like I look around and being categorized with everyone around me. I'm like, we're not all just like one. Right. Right. So because I was a Gen Xer, right, graduating in the late 80s from high school. So and then it went to millennials and they didn't like it because they felt, again, all lumped into the same kid. And then you look at other kids around you. You're not kids. You're young adults now. But, you know, everybody's accomplished different things at a certain point in their life. Right. And and you you don't necessarily want to be just one big group. So I don't know why, but every time we bring and here I'm going to do it you guys up, (laughs) people are fascinated by it because I think you're growing up. You're the first generation that doesn't know a life without the internet and all the technology that comes with it, including cell phones. Right. Right. So, because I remember I was talking to Brett earlier this morning about this at the gym. And I said, when I dated, I mean, this is bizarre to you guys. I know it sounds, but you didn't, there was no internet. So he was, he's, he's fascinated about the way I met girls. I'm like, well, we went out. And when I was in Southern California, we would just go to the beach. And that's how I met a lot of my girlfriends, right? Or just walk around in San Diego. Wow. Some of the, sometimes in nightclubs and things like that. But most of the time it was out just doing things. There'd be big bonfires on the beach at night and we would all just gather together and there'd be a bunch of young people, boogie board and surf and doing all kinds of different things. And that's how we met. So that, when I see him with th- apps like Tinder, I, is it all right to bring that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So do most, do most uh, people your age use those dating apps? I'd say. Uh, majority, I would say a lot majority, of them do, yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. Did you Did you ever know, I mean, like, how, I'm assuming most of you guys met your first boyfriends and girlfriends in high school, right? Yeah. So you didn't need an app. To no. go out and meet yeah. people, right? So, well, anyways, that's the confusion a lot of people have. They're like, how do these people, how do these young young people function? How, I mean, how do they get through life? What's, what, what's the go? And I think that's the biggest disconnect with people like my generation and then the older guys that were, were my bosses, right? They don't get that. I talked to you guys a little bit about that before we started recording, but they don't understand that you guys do things differently because you don't necessarily need to show up at a Monday morning meeting, right? You can, it can be an email and you can save everybody a ton of time or uh, it, it could be just a Zoom call. Do you guys do Zoom and stuff we like do. that? Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. Really? Wow. Do you do Zoom as well? Um, I mean, not anymore since I'm not like really in traditional school. Right. But, but I, yeah, when I was like in I going keep, to MSU, yeah. I keep forgetting you were, you're, uh, you were in college during the pandemic. Yep. Both of you were, right? Yep. Well, did you, when did you graduate from high school? 2019. So you, your first year out of high school, it was the pandemic. It was. Yep. Were you in school? 
I was. I was in the dorms and we actually had to like evacuate the dorms like halfway, maybe a little more than halfway through. Do you remember the day? Yeah, it was like March 13th. Yeah, that was that's, the, what, that's when it was. Yeah. yeah. It was that day for from like myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Friday it was, was Friday, the, Friday 13th. the 13th. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's weird because Jess and I, the same thing, we had just wrapped up a fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. We raised money every year for them. And it was Friday the 13th, and we just got off the air wrapping things up at six. And they were like, grab your stuff, you're going home. And I'm like, how? You know, I can't do this, right? And that's, but it was that same, wow, that's weird. It must have been the whole state, Yeah. right? Well, I remember our spring break got prolonged like a week at a time yeah. until eventually there's like, you're not coming back. So mm-hmm. did, how long was it before you picked up uh, distance learning? Um, We picked it up almost like right away. Like really? everything went on Zoom. Um. Pretty Yeah, pretty much right away, I'd say. Really? For high, yeah. I was in high school at the time, so I think ours was like two weeks, I think. About two weeks. And and then did they, they just tell you you're going to finish out the year online? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I do remember that moment. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I had a, a daughter in daycare. I pulled her out. And then Noah, our son, was in school. And it, again, it was we figured out real quick, this isn't going to end anytime soon. What was that like for you guys? Just out of curiosity, what was going through your mind when all of this unfolded? I mean, at first, like I remember everyone was super excited because we're like, oh, prolonged spring break. Like we didn't, (laughs) we didn't realize how like serious it was at first. We just thought we got some extra time and then we'd go back to everything being normal. Mm. But that was not the case at all. Um, It was really hard to adjust at first because learning is way different online versus when you're actually in a classroom with your peers and your teacher. Do you yeah. felt, do you feel like you, uh, you you suffered a bit with learning at that point? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Because I know that our son who was in that, I think third, third grade, I felt like he missed the whole year because the following year after getting pulled out, it was all distance learning. And he was at 930 every morning. He was down in my studio. I'm done. And I was like, what? You know? And it was, he got really good at Madden. That's what happened. (laughs) That whole, his whole third grade year. I'm not kidding because I, I couldn't work and function But I thought that I was like, he's going to miss his whole third grade year. That's what's going to happen. And they're going to write it off like, no, we did the best we could. And I understand a lot of the teachers did, right? They were trying, but nobody was prepared for that, right? Did you at some point get freaked out? Like when you realized how serious it was starting to get? Yeah, for sure. I just remember like having to literally move like out of the dorms back home. I knew it was pretty serious then. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was like just scary to not know exactly what was going on. Right. There's so many changes all at once. Right. It was. I remember being pretty freaked out, like yeah. with my kids. And I was like, oh God, you know, having the groceries delivered and then washing everything before. I mean, it was just nuts, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just, I keep forgetting that, that you're at the exact age where you were launched into the world following high school and boom, the pandemic hit. Right. Crazy. Especially when like, like the fall of 2020 rolled around into like 2021 and it was still happening. We were still wearing masks and stuff. At what, like wondering like, yeah, when, you know, how at long, what how point longer. did you figure that you weren't afraid anymore? Um, dude, probably like 2020 when there was still like hella parties. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> like everyone was were the young kids getting together still and having parties? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like how, the party bus. Right. Remember the party bus like during, it was like Connell's party bus is like oh yeah I do it was literally that. during that time some kid had a huge party bus like and and just said like how far into the pandemic was this like summer 2020 that was fall yeah fall 2020 wow 
See, I didn't know any of this. That's how sheltered I was. Mm-hmm. And I my, was like, well, when I came home, uh, like one of the first times I came home from college, I remember my dad had asked me like if there were still parties and stuff going on. I was like, oh yeah, like there, there definitely is. And he's like, he's like, well, you guys like wearing masks and stuff parties? <laughs> no. And I was like, right. Uh. Because I think it was probably uh, that winter, right? Where I was like, uh, you know, where I think a lot of Americans were like uh, enough, right? Because, yeah. because initially when it, when it surfaced, I was like, oh my God, there's going to be people dropping dead in the street, like zombie, like a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> yeah, right? right? That's what, we, that's what we were all thinking. Dude, I was you know? wearing gloves. It was, so, everybody was, it was just do, it was just weird <laughs> stuff, right? Cause the gym that you work at oh, now yeah. wasn't even open. Yeah. I don't think so. It wasn't, it was closed for a long time because they couldn't be open. The restaurants were closed yeah. for how long? Right. Yeah. I don't think the, any of the bars downtown, none of that stuff. So that's why you guys were just getting together. Was it like at houses? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like house parties and stuff. <laughs> it's just so. Or like there was a room. There was a a rule in the dorms. I remember that was like it was like just one guest or something. Like no one followed that. Really? Like no, no. And they couldn't close. stop it, right? It was just I too mean, much. People would just hide. Like the so how the dorms like the least the dorm I was like laid out in it was like a room. And then the room next to you, you guys shared a bathroom. Sure. And so like the CA or like RA would call, like come to your room if it was like being really loud. Everyone would just hide in the bathroom. Like, that's, You're that's kidding how, me. Yeah, that's, that's like how it would go. That and, then, and then we'd be fine. And they just go away. I was just, I'm just trying to wonder, like at what point did they, did they just figure since nobody was really getting <laughs> sick that they were like, this isn't that serious? Is that, I mean, what was going through your mind? And what? When you were doing all this, because I oh. mean, if you turn the news on, you swore it was the apocalypse, yeah. right? I just, I mean, I was never, I was never one to like watch a lot of the news. <laughs> <laughs> Before we venture any further, where do you guys get your news from? Instagram. Is it like, social media? Not, not me. Okay. Alexa. Okay. So I'm a part of like a political organization called Turning Point USA. Sure. So I actually try to pay attention to it a little bit more. Good for you. But Good I would you. agree with Brett that most people our age definitely do just like log on to Instagram. They see a post and they're like, oh, I believe that. That's right. Right. Yeah. That, I, that's what would their parents tell them? Yeah. That is, that is half of what's re- what's wrong with this country. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm not kidding. Nobody, nobody is paying attention to anything anymore. They're not. They don't. It's it's incredible. It's like, well, it's difficult to trust. I think I think a lot of people have lost trust for what mainstream media has mm-hmm. to offer, right? They don't believe any of it. And yeah. they shouldn't. You always because, do different things. Well, you get each network has their own slant. It's hard to get yeah. neutral news anymore. Right. It's all every network has a a direction they're headed. So and I understand that. So I find a lot of young people just don't pay attention. And it's so divisive. Right. You can't there is no real middle ground anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like people pick one way or the other. It seems like that. Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. After being on the air for 30 years, I can tell you it was just it got to the point where the rhetoric was just insane. So that's a whole nother topic. But (laughs) let's start with this. Let's start with Alexa. Now you're uh, you're 21 years old, yes. and uh, you you're in college. Are you currently still studying at MSU? I am. Yep, oh, I'm okay. a senior. I have just a little over a month left. And you're studying to be a nurse. Yes. Do you do you uh, do like a residency or anything like that? With or, or how does that work? Yeah. So you do two years of pre nursing, and then you get into the 
nursing program. And then you start your what's called clinical rotations. So they have you all over. I've been in Edina. I'm in Rochester right now. I've done some locally here in uh, Mankato. And you kind of fill out all the different departments and get experience in each unit, um, except for we don't get much like ER, ICU, sure. but everything else like pediatrics, med surge, all of that we get experience with. Oh, wow. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, when you decided to pick a profession, what drove you to nursing? So I had a friend um, that actually was treated at Mayo Rochester. That's yeah. why I wanted to go there for my senior year. It's called a capstone. It's kind of like your final clinical. Um, and she got a double lung and heart transplant there. And she was the youngest person to do that. Um, unfortunately, she did end up passing away. But just witnessing that care really drove me to want to be that for somebody else. That's incredible. Yeah, I I, I know what you're talking about. Because when we, uh, I had a chance to actually go to Memphis and visit St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And that was life changing because, mm -hmm. because of the staff. Yes. That's what did it, right? Because normally you'd think you'd go into a spot like that and you'd be depressed and all of this and that. And then you get down there and it's like the families that arrive, there's actually hope. Right? Yes, and, absolutely. And those, they, the way they handle that stuff and the, their just bedside manner, it's incredible. Yeah. And when you walked in to the front entrance, the uh, counter is at your knees because it's built for kids. So it's only knee level and they move them around in red wagons. And it's just this incredible atmosphere. And you're right, it's, it, that can be life-changing. I remember when my dad was dying, the hospice nurses, I've, I say this to this day, I don't know how I would have handled that without them. Right. Absolutely. And how they do that. I don't know. I mean, that's their job, right? Right. That's crazy. So healthcare that, that made that big of an impact on your life, right? Yes. Wow. That's incredible. That's a great story. So thinking ahead, long-term, what are your aspirations? Do you want to just nurse? Do you want, do you, or do you want to be an RN? Do you want to be a, a was that what they call them nurse practitioners? Yeah. So, um, I'll be graduating with my BSN. So that's like an RN. Sure. Um, I'm going to try to get some experience in, I'm kind of thinking of going into ER, um, or med surge. That's just kind of like a very basic variety of nursing that you get. Um, and then I would definitely consider going back and getting my NP nurse practitioner, um, when I want to like settle down, have a family, just have those more consistent hours. Wow. See, mm -hmm. now you've just led into the next point. How do you see your life progressing? You're 21 right now. For for your generation, for you specifically, at what point do you envision yourself perhaps getting to that point where you're like, I want to start a family? Yeah, that's like such a hard question. I it feel is, like there's no it? way to predict it. You know, you right. can meet somebody tomorrow. You can meet somebody in 10 years. Um, I'm just like a firm believer in like, whatever God's plan is for me is sure. what's going to prevail. So if it's in his plan for me, I'll find somebody. If not, I won't. I really don't put a timeline on it. <laughs> right, right. So it's, you're basically concentrating on your career. Yes. I love that. I love that. Have, let me ask you this. Do you want to stick around in Minnesota or would you opt for a warmer climate if the chance were, were there? Yeah. So it's funny you bring that up. Um, I'm actually moving to Tampa this summer. You're a smart girl. Yes. <laughs> My parents are going to start wintering down there. Sure. Um, so it's a good like first move for me to have a support system there part of the year. Yeah. Um, get it that warmer climate. Um, I like the political scene a little bit more down there too. Are you so, familiar with that area? So you, you've been down there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. what the climate obviously is fantastic. What part of Tampa? 
So I don't know yet. That kind of depends on where I get hired. Yeah. So I'm going to just apply to like all the hospitals down there. Um, I've talked to some nurses that are from there and kind of gotten their recommendations. Right. And then wherever I land a job, I'm just going to get an apartment near there and go from there. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I encourage a lot of young people. I mean, because you can always come back. I mean, I don't know. The reason I came back to Minnesota was because of family. Right. Right. And I think that's what draws a lot of people back here. But since your parents plan on wintering down there, is your dad close to retirement or is he retired? Yeah, he's going to retire within the next couple of years, probably. How, can you mind if I ask, how old is your dad? He is 55, I believe. So that's cool. You're just going to kind of let things unfold. What's important to you in life right now? Um, like I touched on, my faith is definitely the number one most important thing to me in life. Are you involved with the church? Yeah. So I was um, kind of involved in a church group here in Mankato called Crew. Sure. They did like Bible studies and stuff I'd attend. I know me and Brett have done some Bible studies together. Um, but since I was always hopping back and forth from Mankato to the cities, it was kind of hard to dig into just one church. Right. So I go to a few, but, uh, when I moved, that's definitely like my number one priority is to dig into a church, start serving and find my people there. Were you, uh, did you grow up in a family with deep rooted faith? Um, yeah. So we went to church like on Sundays. I mean, I grew up, you know, knowing Jesus kind of, but I kind of found it myself and that's when I really dug deep into it that's before I'd say my faith was definitely like very surface level. I didn't exactly understand it until sure. I found it for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, uh, I, I kind of understand because I went to, I went to Christian schools from sixth grade through 11th and then the, my 12th grade year, I just wanted to go to public school so I could well get into the service yeah. and all that other stuff. But I, uh, it was accelerated Christian education. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. And then I went to uh, a Christian school on the East Coast uh, in New Hampshire because my dad moved around in the 80s working as an electrician. Following. So, yeah, I understand that my dad was a, my dad was a man of deep-rooted faith, right? And uh, I, it's weird when you get a little bit older. I think what you just mentioned is the best way to pursue that, find it yourself. Yes, I Be agree. Because as you get older, you start to think for yourself, right? Absolutely. It's called critical thinking, yep. right? And I, I whatever path people choose, I, I'd encourage them to think for themselves. So that's, that's awesome to hear that you, you did that as you got a little bit older. Yeah. That's cool. Brett. What's going on? Where Brett. I know. Well, I know some of the answers I'm going to get from you. <laughs> <laughs> what are your long-term plans? Now people know you as a, is it the, what's, what's the, what's the indoor, the, not the endorsement, but the certification you have, what, what is that for the, like the personal training? Yeah. Uh, NASM. Yes. NASM. And that's NASM. the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Yep. Is that what that is? Yep. So Brett's the one that's been training me for about a year now. But is that not something that you want to pursue perhaps for a lifelong career? Well, basically, I guess how, I mean, you know, like the gist of what happened. Basically, I started out yeah. doing like aviation flying. I started flying at the, uh, the end of high school and then whatever, like the pandemic happened and a lot of stuff like life went just like a different way. And so I kind of strayed away from like flying and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Cause I really like to work out. I really like fitness, you know, I like pushing people, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well I'll give personal training a shot and see how I like it. And like, although I really do enjoy it, I just felt like that motivation for like flying come back to me. And so recently I started flying again. And now like that, the new end goal now is like airline pilot, but I do have another goal in the back of my mind. And it's, um, I don't even know if I've told you this, but Basically, I was thinking of like starting my own thing where I do like 
like our own business where I do like flight tours somewhere, like somewhere like, like Hawaii for like example, sure. or something like that. And just do like, do it as a day job because although like the airlines is like, it's really, it's really made out to be like something really, really cool. But like the schedule right away is, it's really tough. Is it really? Yeah. Like you'll have like, I mean, just like this, I'm just throwing out days out there, but it's, it's in, it's made in a way that's very unstructured. So you have like, you'll be fine for like four days straight and then have like three days off. And then like right away, you'll turn around and go like five days straight, two days off. So it's never like, at least right away, it's not right. really consistent, especially when you're regional. Right. It's more so when you get to like international, that's when it's like really, really nice. How did you get the bug for flying? Um, actually one of my, uh, I was, I remember I was in math class in, uh, in senior year and my teacher had literally said like, this is going to be like the most wide open job in a couple of years. He literally said there's going to be like a shortage for it. Shout out Mr. Blong. If you ever, <laughs> right. Ever hears this. But he literally said there's going to be a shortage for this job. And he said like, it's all about like understanding like operations and like following stuff step by step. And I was like really good at math. And uh -huh. so like it played in perfectly. And I was like, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And so in, uh, at my high school, they actually had like an aviation class. And with the class, um, you were offered a free flight. Sure. You can go to like the airport and fly like one of like the smaller planes. So I was never like, I wasn't actually in the class, but I emailed him and said that I was going to do it. And so I got the free flight, but I never actually ended up doing the class. And then after I uh, had flown the plane and everything, I thought it was really cool. And like everything about it, like the travel aspect and like, even though the schedule is a little unstructured, it's still like something to keep you, I don't know how to say it, like. It's, it's exciting. Sure. You know, it, it uh, looking at it from a distance, I would be like, if, if you had a family, that would be kind of tough Yeah. to me. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I honestly, and I, I would have not said this years ago cause I didn't know, but I could never leave my wife and kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just, I mean, I could, I could, but I thought I would think that it would be difficult for like coming home for two or three days and then being gone for four or five. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember when I was in the service and we would deploy and all of us single guys would be like, yeah, it sucks, but it's not that big of a deal. And then I would look at the guys with their kids and they were just heartbroken because yeah. we were going to be gone for so long. Right. Yeah. And then you don't know what's going to happen and everything else. So mm -hmm. leaving your family, I've always wondered that with pilots because yeah. I, they're they're I mean, they're on the move all the mm -hmm. time. Right. Mm -hmm. So at 21, that's where you're thinking long-term yep. pilot, yep. whether it's be commercial or like, yeah, doing the airlines. Or doing the commercial airlines yeah. and Alexa, you're in the medical profession, yes. right? Do you guys with, uh, God, I'm, I hate this term, Gen Z. Now, now you've got me hating the term because <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what you guys are to everybody is Gen Z. Uh, I got to ask this question. When you were in college, you're, uh, Alexa, I get the I get the uh, impression that you're more conservative. Yes. Colleges in Minnesota, very liberal. Very. Right. What is that like to be on campus? In terms of what? I mean, is it is it? Or did you find yourself in the minority? Absolutely. So, how do young conservatives get together on a college campus? and find some kind of a community. Yeah, so that was my biggest struggle going into college. Um, I joined a lot of groups to try to find my people. I joined a sorority, didn't work out. Um, it wasn't until last year, so my junior year, it took me three years to find like-minded people here um, yeah. when I found Turning Point USA. And that was just life-changing for me because sure. it made me realize I'm not alone and there are other people out there. 
And I didn't have to change myself to fit in to the majority. Did you find that the college professors were also leaning a little to the left? Very to not, the left. N- not not little. a little. <laughs> very much so to the left, yes. I, I noticed that when I got out of the service and I went to the University of Minnesota. Yes. And I got there and I was like, I don't fit in here, right? And because I was super, I mean, I mean, growing up in a conservative home, being in the Marine Corps, and then boom. I'm at the U of M and it's uh, it's quite a different experience, right? Yeah. For that mindset. So I've, I've always wondered, I'm like, what? so Turning Point USA, what exactly is that? So it's technically nonpartisan. It's definitely right-leaning though. Yeah. Um, so we do like debates. We've actually worked together with other political groups. So sure. a lot of people like look at us and they're like, oh, like you guys are bad, but we've actually worked with, <laughs> right. the, with the college Democrats right. to, you know, establish like policies for the school and like draft things. And sure. Um, there's biannual conferences I go to. Right. So I meet people from all over the country. It's, it's been a really great opportunity to, you know, get information and educated through sure. this. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of, that there are more conservative young people than you, you'd think they just are afraid to speak up? Yes. Silent majority is, is what that, I always is that, say. Is that right? Yes. What about getting out and voting? Is that a big thing? Because it, I mean, I think that, I think that's going to be a game changer as we move forward. It's a huge deal to get out and vote. You know, people don't realize like they think that they're one vote, but if everybody thinks that way, nothing's going to get accomplished. Well, if, yeah, if you look at some of the elections in the past 20 years and how close they've been, absolutely, every vote counts. And I tell people this, two things. Uh, if you don't vote, don't complain. Yep. And if you have a problem with the people in office, run against them. Yeah. But there's, there's so many people that I say that even on a local level, but school boards and city councils and everything else, I hear people complain about the individuals that are there. And I'm like, well, you, you want to know why they're there? Because there's a lot of people that don't want to do that job because on top of whatever else they're doing in their life, that's a huge commitment. Yeah. Right. And that you have to be able to, you have to be willing, I, su- I should say, to do that. So, well, that's cool that, that, that you're involved in that stuff. So where do you see yourself when you're 30? When I'm 30, um, obviously still in nursing. Right. Um, I also have a big passion for fitness, like Brett over here. Definitely want to keep that up. How um, long have you been doing that? Honestly, not long. I, you know, I've always been in like sports growing up and I did like workout classes and stuff, but I would say I started taking lifting, like weightlifting seriously, um, about like a year ago, maybe a little over a year, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the biggest disconnect you think that people your age have with the older established generation in corporate America? And I mean, just the job, the workforce, what do you think the biggest disconnect is? We you- communicate it like a lot differently in school right. or like in jobs in school and stuff. Um, I remember there was one girl in my nursing program who like sent a smiley face in her email and something as simple as that can like cause a disconnect. Like really? the, the professor had a whole meeting with her and told her how that was unprofessional. And she's like an exclamation point, And she said, I feel like you're yelling at me in this email. And so I feel like there's just simple things like that that cause a disconnect. They really had a meeting with they her did. because she sent a, a, a smiley and, face. Yeah. And an exclamation point. They said, we feel like you're yelling at us. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. Said that. Yeah. <laughs> that, see, that is bizarre. But yeah. I've, I've actually read that where emojis and stuff like, and communication <laughs> like that. No, that's acceptable, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's not thought of as as just uh, dismissive. Right. Right. 
That's that is that's funny you bring that up because I actually it was just a few weeks ago I was reading an article about that. Brett, what do you think the biggest disconnect is with you and people twice your age? Honestly, I'd side with Alex on there. It's definitely like the communication aspect. Do you think it's just the, the you, like, fact interpret that, things differently? Like, yeah. Like I just feel like I mean, someone twice my age, I feel like they just don't always understand like the situations we're in. You know. Give me an example. Um. Hmm. I would say like, I would say, I don't know. Like I would say like growing up, like I was giving an example of like with my, my dad, like I always felt like, um, like it was always like under, under a lot of pressure to like be good in everything. Right. You know? And like, I mean, I feel like him and his dad were probably like, the same way. And that's probably why. But I feel like he just doesn't understand. Like that doesn't always like, like those, like what works for, one person doesn't always work for the other person. Right. Like some people like don't take like certain kinds of like criticism as well as like other kind of people. And sure. it's like, it's like, I feel like people like around that kind of age group are so like set in their mindset, yes. set in their ways that they're just so stubborn that like, it's hard to like open up to other things. Do you think uh, that, that it, what we initially talked about with the uh, technology, right? Mm -hmm. I think, do you think that's changed things? Alexa, do you feel and this comes up a lot it, with our with our listeners and our audience. Do you feel that there's a uh, a lot of pressure with social media, specifically Instagram and things like that, as far as what young women are supposed to look like? Absolutely, yes. I mean, it's a it's a huge thing, right? It is. It's incredible. I I, I and I you know my wife brings it up. She goes, yeah, that pressure was there in the. You know, the 90s when she was in high school and in the early part of 2000s when she was in college, she said, but it wasn't constant every day all the time with all of the different filters. So social media, Brett, you and I were talking about this this morning. Yeah. It makes you believe that everybody is supposed to look like that. Yeah. Right? And I mean, you think about it like my parents or even my grandparents, how they met people. Even you were saying like, you would actually go meet people yes. in person. Yep. Right now we have all this technology and online and Tinder and Instagram. And you're always seeing on your feed, you go on TikTok and you see all these perfect looking people. And that can even, you know, make it hard to be in a relationship and be committed because you're always looking for something better and you're just never satisfied. I, God really dang it. I've never heard that before, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's like you're window shopping constantly. Yeah. So you like can you're never. constantly seeing like, like super, super attractive people. Like one thing, they don't actually look like that, but then it's like, it like puts you in your head. It's, it's right. messed up. Right. It's bad. So, well, so you even, I mean, it, the fact that you guys are willing to admit that is incredible. I love that because I, I could see that, especially at your age, be like, you know what? S something comes along and it's just one step up, right? Exactly. Just like every el everything else in your life. Do you find that it, it's difficult to get commitment? From somebody else at your age? <laughs> Absolutely. There's like, yeah, there's like, Alexa, you were like adamant about it. You're like, yes. Absolutely. Do, do you uh do you have trust issues? Um and I, I listen, I'm not saying that in a derogatory manner. I'm because you know what? I would. Living in this day and age, I would find it very difficult at if I was 21, I would find it difficult. I mean, to trust somebody. I'm serious. I'm just being serious because of, of what you just mentioned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I would say everybody has some trust issues in this generation just because 
it's easy to see what people are doing with social media. Right. So, you know, like when our parents were dating, like you'd have no idea like what they're doing. They're not always posting. They're not following these people, liking these pictures. Now it's like right at your fingertips. So I feel like a lot of it's like self-control almost like you have to like respect your partner's privacy, but you also have to like respect your partner and what you're doing. With your generation, is there constant communication? I yes, mean, because I would say so. Literally, I would have to go to a phone. <laughs> you guys don't know <laughs> about literally. There, there was a time when there was just a phone on the wall in the house that right. people would go to. Right. So, uh, my girlfriends, when I was in Southern California, would go days without any communication, depending on wh- what I was doing. I mean, does that sound bizarre to you guys? Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah, or, 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 de- or I would de- we would deploy and go even to the field for for a week or two. Or if I was on some kind of doing something, it, literally, it was days, sometimes all week long, and I wouldn't talk to her. Yeah, and I'm like, That's now insane. it's the instant, constant communication. Right. When you lie down every night, you could just send a text message, yeah. and yep. it probably happens all day, right? Yeah, just yeah. even between me and my wife's generations. And don't look at me like I'm weird, but my wife is about 16 years younger than me. So her and her friends text constantly, right? It's never ending. And I'm like, what on earth are you constantly talking about? And it's really just just frivolous, nothing. But they're used to that, the ability to communicate like that, right? right. It's just constant. So when it's taken away from you, it seems weird. And for me, I will set my phone down and not pick it up for, because I think guys my age just don't. It's not a thing. Yeah. And I don't have girlfriends anymore. So there you go, right? There you go. So that constant communication and constantly looking for the next best thing. Is that, it's, it's, when you brought up constantly window shopping, is that what it's like? I mean, like, you don't want to <laughs> think that. Like, you don't want to do that, but it's like always like in front of your face. Right. Like every so, time you go on any of the apps. So let me ask you this why are you on those apps? If you're in a relationship, Dude. why are you on? <laughs> Where are you on I, Tinder? I've, okay, I'm saying this right now. If I could go back to when I was actually in a, my last relationship and delete everything, I would. Really? Yeah, I would. If I, the next time, I'm literally saying this on air right now, <laughs> everyone can hear me. I will not use any social network. If I, the next relationship I get into is the temptation too great. Like, what do you like during when when I'm if you're in a relationship, a committed yeah. relationship, do you yeah. find yourself tempted to still look and just see what's available? I mean. Which is, I can't believe I'm saying that, but that's exactly what it t- t- comes down to. I mean, right? like if, if I have all the apps and stuff, like you're going to want to like go on there and like see what's going on and stuff. And I, I just don't want to like, what do you mean? See my, what's going like, on? You know, like see what, see what people are doing, see what people are posting. Like, oh, like, okay. And I just don't want like, I don't want my next relationship to be affected by like external factors like that. Sure. Like, I want the reason like that relationship to, if it, if it goes and it goes well, or if it ends and it ends, like, I don't want it to end because of something like that. Right. I want it to end because of something external, like something that could have been prevented. Yeah, that's crazy. I had a school counselor tell me to keep the phone out of my kids' hands as long as I possibly Dude, yeah. could. Yeah, honestly, because of the pressure and the yeah. bullying and all of these other things that go on in school that I never had to deal with that I really don't understand. Mm-hmm. She said, "I don't care if it's high school." Yeah, right? she mm-hmm. goes, "Just keep it out of their hand." as long as you possibly can to where they build enough character yeah. to where they can deal with it can that. Be, it can be something as simple as like you, uh, you go on your phone and like, you see like, um, 
friends of yours are like hanging out and like you're not with them or something. And then you feel left out. Yeah, that can like ruin your day. Yeah. And it's like something that like you could have just never checked in the first place. Right. It would have been fine. But because you checked it because you went on your phone, now your day sucks. Does that bother you guys when you see stuff like that? I would say so. Does it? Yeah. If Yeah. Yeah. Because you feel left out. People call it FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Yeah. And you you guys, that's something that affects you guys? I mean, it can, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. situations, yeah. I or or it can be like, um, like someone goes on like a super sick trip for spring break and they're like posting it all over like Instagram yeah. and stuff. And it's like, like you don't even have to look at that. If you never looked at that, you, you would have been in a better space. <laughs> you would have been in a better headspace if you didn't look at it. Right. Wow. That I, I never thought of it. I'm it's glad crazy you how much up. it can affect your head. Right. It's like legit. So social media, I think is one of the big, big things. What's your preferred Alexa? What's your preferred, uh, for, uh, social media? Is it? Instagram, is it? Instagram or TikTok, probably. Uh, I don't really use much other social media besides those two. Do Um, you guys, to you guys, is Facebook like ancient? Kind of. Is it something something they uncovered in the the pyramids? I dabble (laughs) in Facebook sometimes. I feel like we have Facebook, but we only use it when we have to. Like like Facebook groups for like college Mm -hmm. or. That's a good one. I don't know, to connect with like your grandma or, you know. <laughs> so TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. If you had to choose one between those two, which would be your top? Oh man, probably TikTok. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that doesn't surprise me because I didn't really discover it until about three years ago. And I was shocked. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, this is going to be trouble because it's, yeah. pr- it's built for the short attention span. Right, and you can. I swear, it makes your attention span worse. I it does. I easily. It's gotten worse since I've had TikTok. I'm not kidding you. At my age, the last thing I do, I before I after I put my daughter to bed at night, is I start scrolling, (laughs) and before I know it, because I try to get to bed, that was part of my new thing, right? Get plenty of rest. Sometimes she'll be asleep. It'll be eight o'clock. It'll be ten thirty. And I'm Dude, still I scrolling swear. on TikTok. Yes. You can't, it's addicting. It's insane. Right. It's it's just, it's incredible. It's like addicting. Well, and there's like conspiracy theories around that. Like it's called TikTok. Like the time ticks away. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that, seriously. <laughs> and now with, uh, obviously Instagram Reels is kind of along the same. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to do like the same thing. Have you guys heard of YouTube Shorts? Yep. That, that from the consultants and stuff that I... No, or they're telling me that that's going to be the next big boom because if TikTok does go away, which it won't, don't, don't believe it. Yeah, I don't think it they're talking it. about it on the news right now, but I'm just like, I don't think that it will. They'll figure out a way to keep that going because it's just too much. There's a hundred, 100 million Americans that have that app downloaded. <laughs> think yeah. about that, right? It's like, it, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. they want to stop the communication, right? But wow, I, I didn't. I did not even think about that. That's the big struggle for you guys when it comes to dating, right? Yeah, dude. And like, for like for me, um, like I don't know if this applies to Alexa, but for me and like a lot of people I've talked to too, it's like it will, it like adds up your screen time so much that you don't even realize it. Like when you could have been getting so much other stuff done, your like time goes into that. It's like you don't even think about it. It's like before you know it, you'll have hours and hours of screen time on there, and like you didn't even try to for like that to happen. Has it been that way since you were in high school? Um, I mean, when, when honestly, it, I think it got really bad during the pandemic. Sure, because like we weren't doing anything. Like right. all you could really do is go on your phone. I think that's when it got bad for me, and then I started to really, really start tapering off on it when I was kind of telling you about that, like when the year right. started. 
Because okay. I really wanted to like detox from it. So I would, is it safe to say that for people your age, that's the preferred method of meeting people to date is the, is the internet? For some people. Some people, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what would be the other options? I mean, I yeah, mean, like some people like go out and like they'll yeah. meet people that way, but like. You don't, I mean, you don't want to go to the bars to meet. Right? No, okay, no. Yeah, that's true, no, that's no, 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 no. So, I mean, how else would it be like through youth groups and with your church and things like that? Yeah. So like for me personally, I know I've met some people at my gym or at church or through these conferences I go to. Um, yeah. I hate meeting people online. I right. refuse to do it anymore. And have you had bad experiences? I've had very bad experiences. Like I'm a very big advocate for not meeting people online. I think Brett knows this. Right. We okay. met online though. So yeah, we right. did. We did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Brett turned out okay. Not everybody does. <laughs> uh, Alexa, I'll start with you. What? <laughs> no, I, the reason I, that's just the natural. I'm have to ask this question. You're both going to get it. What do you look for when you're looking for somebody to date? Yeah. So um, I look for aligned morals and values for sure. I love above that. all else because I feel like in our generation, people go on Tinder, you see some pictures you like, and then you see like an irrelevant sentence in their bio, and then you go out with them, and you're not really establishing that on anything real. Um, but if you go off of shared morals and values, you have so much to build off of that and learn from each other and grow together. So that's definitely what I look for. Like conservative Christian likes to work out and take care of themselves. Um, from there, you know, everything else is just fun. That, and a bonus. <laughs> that health and uh, I, I think the wellness movement in general is uh, is pretty important to I, I think the next generation, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What about you? What do I look for? What do you look for? I think the, <laughs> We've had this conversation. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest thing I look for is someone who's like driven sure. like with goals. Like right. yeah. someone like me, like I feel like I always need to be challenged. I always need to be driving for something. Otherwise I feel like unsatisfied. Right. You know, and I like, I want someone else like that. That's going to like, that we can like push each other. Here's another question for you. At what point, and I'll start with you, Brad. What point will you consider yourself middle age? Dude, probably like 50. <laughs> what about you? Alex? No, be honest. I, I would say the same thing. I would say like 40s going into 50s. Okay. That, that seems to be pretty much the norm. 48. But, 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 I, <laughs> but, I, but I've, I've heard people like I've referred to people in their uh, early 40s. And I, I'll say that. Well, now that you're middle aged, they get mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, whoa! But because honestly, your generation, because of the way you guys take care of yourselves and the habits that you have, is most likely going to raise the average lifespan a lot. Like they're saying that my daughter's generation will most, a lot of them will live to be a hundred. You know, that's mm -hmm. crazy to think about that. She's six now, and they say, and I, I know that you guys are going to go way beyond on average the 77 or whatever it has been in the past because less drinking, right? Which is a mm -hmm. huge thing. And then the, uh, the physical fitness aspect of it, right? And taking care of yourself. Like you mentioned, that's pretty important. Is it, is it common for, is, is that important to a lot of people your age or is it not so much, or is it just what? a select group? The, the, the uh, physical fitness and the health and nutrition and taking, taking better care of themselves. I'd say it's like, I remember, um, like kids older than me, if I like say like, for example, in high school, kids older than me, like you would never find a kid with like a fitness page or something like that on Instagram. As you get like younger and younger and younger, like more and more people are doing it. Right. So I, I feel like as 
as you get younger, like more people like around our age, like yes. are way more invested into it. I see it. I see it as well. And I know, I know that you don't drink a lot, no. right? And you don't drink a lot. Do no. you? Do you, is that a thing with your generation as well? Because I'm wondering mm -hmm. who are these guys at the bars? downtown every weekend <laughs> i think it's like very split is it yeah, yeah. It's really split. i is actually have a funny story about this go ahead so <laughs> i was i was at a nursing clinical and i you know packed a healthy lunch and i whipped out a protein water i don't know if you guys have ever had protein water but it's just like flavored water with protein in it like whey protein and i'm not even kidding they laughed at me and they pointed and they're like what's that and i'm like that's protein water and they're like, oh, why would you put that in your body? Like, that looks so processed that, like, why are you wasting money on that? And I kid you not, after they started, or after they were done laughing at me, they talked about buying a case of beer every weekend, <laughs> eating frozen pizzas, right. racking up bills at the bars. And I'm right. like, I can't drink a protein water. Right, exactly. So I think it's very split still, but no, I agree yeah, with Brett that... Is. The, the kids younger than us are definitely getting more into that healthy lifestyle. It's a statistical fact that every generation moving along is drinking less. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just that's just the numbers are there to support that. They, they see that that's just a reality. Um, what else are I going to ask you guys? This is cool that I got you here because I can get all this information. Everybody's going to be like, oh, get them, get them. Uh, I asked you about the middle age thing. Do you view yourselves someday retiring. Now, when I ask that question is, is what I'm talking about is I don't ever, and I never thought of myself, like I'm going to get to a point and just be done. Right. Which is a big reason I transferred out when I saw that terrestrial radio, the stuff I did for almost three decades. I mean, the, the ship was on fire and sinking. I was like, I don't want to quit and I don't want to just try to hang on and get to the end. Right. I want to be passionate about something and continue to do something in whatever way for the rest of my life, hence podcasting and uh, doing some of the affiliate stuff that I do. Because I always want to stay busy. And I've been fortunate enough, unlike a lot of the people I know, to have a job through my life that I really love. I just don't get up. I, know I, never, I never got up and just went to work, right? It was always something that I loved. And I, looking back on that end of it, I'm like, God, I was lucky to do that because I, so, mm -hmm. I know so many people that just grind every day and they're working that 40 or 50 or 60 hour week. And they just get to the weekend and then they get the Sunday scaries. Is that a thing, by the way? What? <laughs> have you heard that term? <laughs> yeah, I have. Have you, do you? Is that a real thing? With the, I would say for other professions, maybe, but like for nursing, like you kind of work. But and, and not only that, but you love what you do. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. That's the biggest thing. Do you find that that your generation is pursuing things that they love versus, you know, what they think is going to be like the most? I, not, I understand you need to make money, mm -hmm. but is that the most important thing when you guys pursue an occupation? I don't think so. No, really. I didn't think so because I, I've noticed that just watching and following on social media, I like the free spirited nature of your generation, yeah. right? And you understand work-life balance. Yes. Because if you don't have that, I mean, who, who bought into this? I'm going to work again, 50 hours a week for 50 years and then just live for 10, yeah. 10 or 15, <laughs> Sit there. You know, yeah, 10 or 15 years of retirement Yeah, to go down to the villages and be a 70 year old swinger and play golf. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> Cause that's what's down. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that everybody down there does that, but the rumors are there. Right. So what do you see yourself? I'm honestly, when, when you get into that seventies, you know, when, when you're at that point in your life, what do you see yourself doing? On to the next challenge. 
Are you gonna seriously? Like, yeah. what what would that challenge be? Would it be something that maybe Dude, would probably like surface in life? Coaching my grandkid to be like <laughs> some cool. <laughs> or something. I don't know to get him into the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like I never want to get to that point. Even like right when, honestly, dude, right after, um, not long after I got my personal trainer certification, because that was like my challenge last year. Right. Like was like, that was my new thing. Like, I'm going to pursue this. I want to get good at this. It wasn't like that long after I got it. I was like, all right, well, what's like, what do I want to do next? And that was right. literally 20 years old. Like, sure. Just got it. I literally had it for like, I was working on that job for like a few months. It's like, I always, I feel like I'm never going to not want to like. And that was something you had wanted for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then once you got it, you were like, well, what's yeah, next? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm never like, I feel like I'll never be like satisfied with like what I'm doing. Like I always need like something to work for. Do you think that that could be the same story when you get your pilot's license and you start flying? Dude, I don't know. That'll be a grind. I'm, at least I'll know. At least I know like that'll be years down the line. <laughs> right. You know? So right. I got, I got, I got a few years to work for right Right. Now. Right. Save myself some time. Right. <laughs> And you're, you, you think that you're going to be satisfied? I mean, I could see it. I, 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 you picked a great profession with the medical field. Right? Yeah, I'm super excited for nursing. I can see myself like doing that my whole career. But I definitely have like aspirations on the side. Like I want to be involved in church. I, you know, maybe I'd start like a, a fitness page or something. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, just like having like those side hobbies. I think that's important. Like sure. the work-life balance that you're talking about. What, what would you consider the perfect work-life balance? So in nursing, we talk about this all the time because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. So I would just say always like feeling not burnt out, well taken care of, well slept, nourished. Like you got to put like your your physiologic needs first. Right. And like then, you know, it's like a hierarchy. And right. then you can adequately like go to work and right. treat those people. I Because through the pandemic, we all watched a lot of nurses post right? And there seemed to be a high burnout. Yes. Like it was a stressful job, mm -hmm. right? And I'm just like, so how, how do you manage that? Is it just on average, what is, how many hours a week does a nurse log? Yeah. So there's all sorts of different scheduling. I think I'm going to aim for like a 0.75. So that's like uh three twelves a week or that, no, sorry, three twelves and then two twelves the next week, a 0.9 is three twelves a week, which is what I want. Um, and then you can always pick up over time. So if you're only working three days a week, that leaves you four days a week to take yes, care of yourself. That's awesome. If you want more hours so nice. yeah. and like to pick up, like you absolutely can. And that's so, an option that you could just choose. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get hired for yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, I would say 0.75 and 0.9s are pretty popular in nurses. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. How, how what, what do you, uh, what's the culture like? Is it your, the work culture as far as being a nurse? I've seen it different on every floor. Um, I've been in a lot of hospitals and I'd say for the most part, they've been pretty hot or pretty, um, good, right. like healthy work environments, but there's definitely like toxic work environments. And that's when you get to like that understaffed ratios and, sure. uh, like just not good teamwork, not good communication, bad nurse managers. You know, it takes a whole team to really make it healthy. Is nursing still dominated by women? It is. Yep. It is. We have, I think like 54 or 56 people in my nursing program and five are men. Really? Yes. So it's still that way. Cause I was going to ask you about, because going through my career in broadcast, men and God, I, I, and I can say this because I'm out now, but, and I, I'm hoping it's changing and I have, I believe that it will with the next generation of young men, but women were kind of objectified and not 
given equal treatment. One thing I've noticed about your generation is I, and this is a promising, I see a lot of younger men treating women like peers rather than objects. Yeah. Right. And I'm not kidding. That was really a thing. And I watched it and witnessed it for decades. I couldn't, I mean, how those guys got away with that. I don't know. Right. I really, you want to know why? Cause their boss was the old cringy guys sucking down scotch as well. Yeah. Right. That's, that's yeah. literally how it happened. But I have noticed, and I brought this up with my wife cause I, you know, I have a, again, a six year old daughter in kindergarten. I said, we're going to blank a decade's going to pass and she's going to be heading out the door. Right. And I'm like, I'm concerned about that. But I do know that I, I see a lot of your generation, Brett, treat women as equals and that it's their work peers and they're, they're all a team and they work together. And it's, it's not this, I mean, I, some of the stuff I can't even get into it. Right. It's, it's just, I mean, referring to women in the sales office as blondie and hey, I mean, just making just crude remarks. And it was just insane. So that culture, you see that changing? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, obviously most of them are nurses, but you still have men in power. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the doctors, like, you know, mostly the doctors are male. Sure. Um, you do work with male nurses. Like you definitely, it's not like all women on the floor or anything. Um, but no, I've never experienced that in a hospital before. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's encouraging to hear that. It really is. It's yeah. like, wow. Because in broadcast... Well, you, I mean, everybody's, I mean, familiar with what's happened over the last few years. And I can tell you, seen it firsthand, work its way through the halls of some of the buildings I worked in. I was like, good God, they'd never get away with this now. Right. So that's good. That's, that's awesome to hear that. Well, I don't, you know, I, I'm trying to think I'm going to miss something. and Everybody's going to be like, why didn't you ask him <laughs> about this? But I think we've had a pretty good conversation. I, I, I've got a good grasp on what in Gen Z, so we're not supposed to call you Gen Z. What should we call you guys? Is there is there a term people or is it under or is it just <laughs> did you just say yeah. people under thirty? Yes, <laughs> I'd like that more. <laughs> have you have you ever had anybody refer to you as Gen Z? They're like the yes. older people. Yeah. The old, <laughs> it's always the older people. <laughs> what? Because I've I've heard Brett you use the term old AF. What at what point? <laughs> <laughs> at what point? <laughs> at what point is somebody old AF? Dude, probably like. <laughs> Dude, I know it's I know it's younger than me, so I want to know because I think oh I, oh, I, I would say like seventy like oh, no. high seventy. But I thought I I thought we were talking about somebody someone and they were like thirty six and you were like man they're old as. <laughs> It depends on the context. Yeah, that's right? true. Like, yeah. if it's like a guy at a bar or something. Yeah, then like, they're like old a college AM. bar. Let, yeah. Let me ask you this. <laughs> this this brings me to a great point. How old is too old, and at what point does it become creepy for guys to be hanging out in bars like downtown Mankato? Oh, dude, like college bars. Yeah. Well, that, to me, they're all I college say, bars. Dude, I would say like. If you see a guy downtown, I don't know what are the bars down there now. It used like, to be the Haze was like what Rounders, is, Underground. Is the Haze there? Any, no, Haze is closed. I'm not sure. I haven't heard of Haze. I haven't like, heard of that either. That must have been close before you guys got old enough. 507 right? South Street, Square Deal. Okay. That, all of those. those all yeah. of those. So if you see a dude hanging out in those, I mean, on a Saturday night, it's. <laughs> at, it, okay, at night when it, like actually the college people are there. It's probably, midnight. Like, it's midnight. Dude, probably like once he gets like 20. Eight. There you go. I, yeah. 7, 28. That's kind of weird. I agree with you guys. I do. Because I, I, I know guys that still go down there and I'm like, man, you <laughs> need to seriously take a look at what you're doing in life, right? Yeah. And yes. and they're down in the bars on Fridays and Saturday nights. Yeah. And they just never grow out. Dude, and like, 
like half those girls there aren't even <laughs> 21. Like, not, dude, <laughs> Absolutely. Like I know. Girls. Like yeah. I haven't been down. It's been years. Well, anyways, it was good chatting with you guys. And uh, I think we have a, a and it was especially Alexa. I, I, we, I don't get a chance to meet a lot of young people that are college age that are conservative. Right. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's a refreshing kind of a new look at things like, so it's good to hear that. Brett, Alexa, thanks for stopping by. And, uh, well, this is going to run tomorrow morning, so you can just tell your friends to listen. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you. Thank right, you. Thanks, George.